You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, cue the slide whistle. Hey, it's our best books of the year halftime show. I don't know what happens on halftime shows. Uh, uh, something. Beyonce comes out and dances. Yeah. Cheerleaders right run around. Someone does a big choreographed number. Well, that's not going to happen for you today, folks, but we do have it's a all happening. Whistle. It is happening. You just can't see it. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine Bria and I doing a choreographed dance, holding books, opening the pages, moving around. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. great. There you go. You can't, it's totally, totally happening. Uh, but first, what are you reading, Bria? Well, so I started trying to read a book that was on the Glasser top list of the year, and I have not gotten through it, but I do really like it. It may have made it on the top of my list if I'd actually read it all the way through, but it is The Adventures of Amina Al-Sarafi uh, by Shannon Chakrabarty. Um, I really liked City of Brass, you may remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this one is a new series, and it's about a, a lady pirate. A lady pirate Ooh. who, when it starts, um, she's retired. She lives with her daughter and uh, I believe her mother. And And this woman comes and she's like, I got one last thing for you to do. And then, <laughs> and she's like, no, no, I'm retired. Everyone hates we me. We all know how that works. Like, people want me dead, you know? And they're, the lady's like, I just need you to go find this this young woman. She's kidnapped. Um, please, uh, can you just go go find her? I'm going to pay you, like, a shit ton of money. And so the pirate lady is like, okay, all right, I'll do it. And so thus begins the adventure. It sounds like it's, like, a very plot-driven book, and it is, but there is a lot of character in it. Like, I'm I, I'm very impressed with how much character is in it. And uh, at first I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for, like, just a full, like, action-based book. And there is a lot of action, but it is also a lot of characters. It's a lot of her going and gathering up her old gang, you know, like this woman who makes poison. Oh, poi- everyone poisons. loves getting the band back together. It's very trope. fun. Like, there's a woman who, like, just makes poisons for the women in the town who, like, want to get rid of their shitty husbands. And, like, Ooh. it's just, it's fun. Uh, there's, like, a, um, you know, a kind of queer uh, uh, ne'er-do-well guy who has gotten in trouble and they have to, like, break him out of jail. So there's, like, also, there's, like, a lot of really fun uh, characters in this. Um, so it's historical slash pirate slash lady pirate with like a little bit of magic in there. Actually, I think the magic's going to get even more intense as we move forward. Um, but I'm very much enjoying it. I see why it has made it to the top of a lot of people's uh, lists. Um, what are you reading, Mallory? Oh, that sounds really good. I think I'm going to put that on my whole list. It's fun. It's very fun. Uh, I also am still reading 2023 books. Trying to, I, I tried to get this one done for this episode and I couldn't do it, but it is really good. It's called The Puzzle Master by Danielle Trasoni. Oh, this was on my list. Yeah, it's like if you like the Da Vinci Code, you should read this book. And the, the, you can tell this book is good because so I keep different books for different like things in my life. Like I, I always try to have like a book on my phone on Libby that like I can read while I'm in line at the store. And then I've been for the past few months, I've been keeping a arc on net my neck alley app on my phone to read in between sets when I'm powerlifting. And this book 
is so good that I had to sw- switch it to an inside house book because it was so <laughs> compelling that I would be sitting there for like five minutes between sets and be like, oh shit, I got to go do another set of squats. Like, it's just like, it's very hard to stop reading. Uh, so it's about this man and he had gotten a really intense brain injury when he was uh, a teenager. But the thing that that brain injury left him with was the, he, he's like a puzzle savant. Like mm-hmm. it completely changed, it, it changed his brain. It slightly changed his personality, which freaked him out a lot, but it gave him the ability to like be an expert, both puzzle maker and puzzle solver. And he has become kind of famous. He like writes a puzzle for the New York Times every week. Uh, and he has been contacted by this psychologist who works in a prison to come meet with her because she's like, hey, uh, I have something to show you. And it turns out that this woman in is in this prison and she has committed a murder a couple of years ago but she's never spoken to anybody she never confessed to it she never denied it she just never has never spoken to anyone and she like before the murder she was like a pretty successful young author in her 20s and then this this murder happened and no one knows what happened now her her personality's completely changed she just is Mm. totally silent but she likes to solve puzzles and she has made this designed a puzzle and it's the first like form of communication they've gotten out of her the entire time Uh, she's been in this uh, prison interesting and so they bring this guy in she they're like hey she's obsessed with you she loves your puzzles maybe you can get her to talk and figure out what's happening and uh i won't spoil too much but she does and all of a sudden this puzzle maker is sucked into this wild slightly supernatural historical mystery about golems and dolls and demons and like it's so it will suck you right in again if you really like um dan brown's work if you like angels and demons uh da vinci coats this book is totally for you it's one of those books that after i read the first chapter i was like oh yeah i'm like even if this book wasn't good which it is i would have to finish it because i have mm. to know what happens oh wow and- it's just so it's got if you like puzzles i know that in in some people's wheelhouses you like solving stuff um it's just it's just so good it's very complex too uh so it's that's the puzzle master by danielle trisoni and mine is the adventures of amina al-sarafi uh by shannon shakraborty So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Danielle wrote in about fan fiction to say, Hi, Mallory and Bria. When we met at StoryFest last year, I think I had mentioned that I met my partner through a fan group of Gideon the Ninth, which <laughs> oh, I remember. Yes, I remember that. And I love it so much. Um, I don't think I told you what compelled me to join the group to begin with. In the early days of the podcast, Bria recommended Gideon the Ninth. I got it from the library immediately. It had basically all my wheelhouse items in one book. When I sat down to read it, the writing felt so incredibly familiar, like I had read something by this author author before even though Gideon the Ninth was the author's debut turns out I read Tamsin Muir's fan fiction obsessively in the early aughts her writing is so distinguishable that her singular voice still came through even across so many years and formats I loved her writing then and I love her writing now especially since the fandom brought me my partner thank you Bria for recommending this book all those years ago and thank you both for all the work you put into this podcast and lovely community I want to say one Danielle friend of the show has been on the show before danielle is one of the, our facebook moderators uh danielle is also um uh works at the savoy bookshop in rhode island in there the bookshop that's trying to unionize so danielle says in case you're interested savoy has been through its fifth round of negotiations and we think the end is in sight please send supportive vibes we send you all the support all, all all the excitement fingers crossed that this happens for you this is so fantastic and oh, what a great story 
Wow, I love that. Um, Justine wrote in and said, hi, Bria Mallory. I wanted to say a big thank you for helping me to get back into my best reading life. Since my last email, I've joined two online writing circles, read a dozen books, realized I'm a voice and character reader, and best of all, realized that I actually had been reading all along because graphic novels are real Mm -hmm. reading. That's right. Thank you for your joy and validation you put into the world. Y'all are really the best. Oh, that's great. And of course, graphic novels are reading. You have been reading. You Mm -hmm. haven't, you have been, you've been a reader this whole time. Love it. Then Mark wrote in to say, Hi, Mallory and Bria. This is a this is longtime listener Mark Gonzalez. And per the last episode, shout out, I'm the one who moderates the Storygraph reading challenge page. Oh, that okay. Is awesome. Thank you so Great. much, Mark. Uh, Mark says, I started last year and have continued this year, and it's super fun. I update the Facebook group with my username, MarkG789, and page info slash title, 2023 Reading Glasses Challenge. The day of the episode's release, it's like a Christmas morning for me finding out what the challenges are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so cute. And then I do a mid-year update so new people can join, too. As of this email, we're at 321 participants with 878 books added. It's been a great way for many of us on Storygraph to connect and share books, Side note, a few years ago, you gave me a recommendation because I was rewatching oh, Shit's Creek and yeah. wanted books to pair with my reading. So thank you for the Rex. Oh my God, Mark, thank you so much. And hey, if you're on Storygraph, get in on this. This is awesome. Uh, Brew, you want to read Mark's Wheelhouse? Mark's Wheelhouse is uh, plays, micro histories, books about books, new dystopian, and essays with illustrations. I hear you on that. Um, thanks, Mark. That's amazing. Wow, Mark must have been really excited when we put the books about books on the challenge this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that, Mark. Thank you so much. We, I mean, one of the great things about this show, honestly, the greatest thing about the show, besides getting to talk to my friend about books every week, is that we just have the greatest community. And it's so lovely to see how many glasses are out there doing stuff like this. We know that my friend Christina, who's a glasser, started the Reading Glasses Silent Book Club in the, in the Reading Glasses Slack group. And that was super awesome. People really loved it. Um, and I, my last event that I did here in Idlewild and at the library, I met a glasser named Larissa and she is starting up a book club here in Idlewild. So if you were in Idlewild and you want to hang out with me and Larissa and uh, do this book club at the Speakeasy Bookstore, get Cute. in on it. Yay. Uh, it, she's Larissa's library on Instagram and she's in, uh, or you could follow Speakeasy Books. Uh, it's just so great to see that glassers are just like such great like community organizers and they do such cool stuff and uh, it's just such an honor to 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 be part of it all. So thank you all so much for the for your glass or love. Uh, so you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. If you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month, you can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. And I do want to say right now, we've been getting quite a few emails. Even though it's not Max Fun Drive anymore, Max Fun Drive happens just two weeks a year uh, and the drive is over. So all the perks you get from the drive are not applicable. But you can join reading uh you can join maximum fun all year round so if you want to get in on the stuff that we do which includes the slack channel the bonus uh episodes we do every month for or every the bonus episodes we do every season for our anticipated books you want to get in on this um the zoom parties we do for our members you can do that all year long all you have to do is go to maximumfun.org slash join i'll put a link in the show notes but that's maximumfun.org slash join and sign up and support reading glasses and email us proof of your membership we'll put you in the slack we'll and you'll be uh, privy to all the all the the associated honors and benefits of being a reading glasses maximum fun member you can do that all year round and it's that directly supports us if you were like wow i really wish mallory and bria had a patreon 
or something like that so I could support them making the show. That's what this is. That's how you mm-hmm. do that. That money, we, we, we share that with Maximum Fun. That money goes to us every single month. That's how I pay my rent. So if you, if you uh, want to see my cat, Sailor and Lula, get food and housing every month, and you want to get in on all the cool reading glasses stuff, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. So before we reveal our best books of the year so far, we're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is sponsored in part this week by Soylent. Soylent, the original food tech company, makes delicious and nutritious nutrition products in convenient formats. Hey, you'll know we like Soylent. Soylent, the complete meal, is a ready-to-drink shake and powder. You can do either format, and it provides 20 grams of plant-based protein, 39 essential nutrients, healthy fats, and 400 calories of slower-burning carbohydrates, all in one delicious serving. It's quick. It's easy. There's all sorts of things that they're making. They also make these little bars that I love. But I want to talk about these drinks today because today I was preparing for a busy week coming up and I was like, what can I bring to set for people if they want like a quick meal? What can I take to my crew? What can I take for myself? Like just in case, just something extra to have around, you know, like we and you kind of get tired of of other like like bars or you definitely don't want chips or something you want something that has a complete and balanced nutrition to it and that is soylent so i grabbed a bunch of these soylents and i'm taking them to my set you will love the rich and creamy chocolatey goodness just like the people on my set it's perfect for breakfast or lunch or anytime like if you're busy and you're just like i got to grab something really fast i'm just going to you know i'm going to grab a soylent that seems like a good thing for me to just grab That's a good choice because it's nutritious. It's not like fast food. You aren't grabbing, you know, a bag of of chips. Instead, you're grabbing something that's actually going to be good for you. It has all of those nutrients in it. Don't forget, 400 calories and 39 nutrients. That is a pretty great deal there. So go to Soylent.com slash glasses and use code glasses to get 20% off your first order. That's Soylent.com slash glasses and code glasses for 20% off your first order. Glasses. Oh my gosh, hi, it's me, Dave Holmes, host of the pop culture game show, Troubled Waters. On Troubled Waters, we play a whole host of games, like one where I describe a show using a limerick, and our guests have to figure out what it is. Let's do one right now. What show am I talking about? This podcast has game after game, and brilliant guests who come play you. The host is named Dave. It could be your fave, so try it. Life won't be the same. Uh, a big business starring Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin. Close, but no. Oh, Is it Troubled Waters, the pop culture quiz show with all your favorite comedians? Yes! Troubled Waters is the answer. To this question and all of my life's problems. Now, legally, we actually can't guarantee that. But you can find it on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. This week, get out the slide whistles, get out the drums, get out the trumpets. It is our annual Best Books of the Year halftime show. We are shaking our pom-poms. We are doing coordinated dances. These are our favorite books that are 2023 releases published between January and June. That means that as of this episode, 
all these books have been published already. Of course, we got lots of other 2023 releases that we love and we are excited about in the second half of the year. These are our favorites so far, actually. Uh, very close to when this episode drops, our members-only bonus episode will be dropping. That's all our anticipated books for July, August, and September. Uh, I talked about it before the break, but if you want to hear that, you have to go to MaximumFun.org slash join to sign up to be a member to get access to that. But these are our favorite books from January to June. And first off, let's go through the Glasser picks for 2023 so far. So I pulled the Slack channel and I tallied up all the titles that were emailed to us. And it seems like Bria, the front runner for top Glasser pick of the year so far, is Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia of Fairies by Heather Fawcett. Yeah, it's a great one. I mean, it checks out because it's got a lot of Glasser stuff in it. For sure. For sure. It's very, um, I can't remember if I ended up putting this on there if I, or or not, if I put this on my list. I think um, you did. But I did. Okay. Because it is really, oh yeah, I did. It is great. I'll talk about it in a minute, but it is, it is a great book and it checks a lot of things for the Glassers. Fairies, fantasy, cold places, strong Cozy, lady, romance, strong lady scientists. Yeah, this is definitely a classic book. I was, I will say that I was not surprised by most of these. The other big, mm-hmm. p- the big picks included Lone Women by Victor Lavelle, which I co-sign, How to Sell a Haunted House by Grady Hendrix, which we both co-sign, uh, and The Lives of Puppets by T.J. Clune, not surprising, Yellow Face by R.F. Kwong, and Vera Wong's Unsolicited Advice for Murderers by Jesse Q. Sutanto. Um, the last one I have not read yet, and that was a little bit of a surprise. It's, oh, I it's on my two, two, TBR, but I haven't read it either. I haven't read a lot of these, actually. The ones that the Glassers um, picked, so. You want to read the rest of the... the yeah, pop, other the, the popular Glasser ones picks? by the Glassers. Raw Dog, The Adventures of Amina Al-Sarafi, which I'm reading right now. Happy Place, uh, which is on my Kindle. Uh, Tress of the Emerald Sea, Vampire Weekend, of course. Hellbent, of course. The Terraformers, of course. Uh, <laughs> highly Suspicious and Unfairly Cute. You Just Need to Lose Weight and 19 Other Myths About Fat People. Some Desperate Glory. Um, Don't Fear the Reaper. Chlorine, Venco. I have some questions for you. And Which the I also, I'm reading right now and I co-sign, I, I think. I, I really am excited to read it. It keeps coming up at the library as like one of those I can get for seven days, but not 21 days. And so I haven't gotten it yet. Because uh, the wait is long on that one. Um, and the mimicking of known successes. And don't worry, you're jotting these down. We're going to put all these in the show notes, okay? So you can definitely, we will link all of these in the show notes. So, Bria, do you have any thoughts? We're midway through the year on 2023 releases of the year so far. Any thoughts on your own reading, themes you're noticing? You know, I went through and I realized personally, a personal theme, as I'm not reading as many 2023 books as I normally do. So I'm... I was a little surprised by what was trending at the moment, what was coming up, and I don't really think I know what's trending theme-wise. Um, maybe mom books, mom themes. Maybe that's just what I'm reading. It's something you and I have talked about. We've seen a lot of mom books lately, mm-hmm. a lot of new mom, meaning like in all genres that it's about yep. a mom or a relationship with a mom. Uh, what about you? Do you think there's other uh, trends you're seeing in 2023 so far? I mean, I definitely hard agree that mom books are going strong. In 2023, I think last the past couple of years, mom books have ramped up a little bit every year. And this is definitely continuing the year of the mom. Cozy seems to be a rising theme. Mm-hmm. I think now that we're like out of the pan, or no, not really. I mean, the pandemic's still happening, but we've chosen this as a country to decide that it isn't. Uh, and people are just looking for comfy, cozy things. And I feel like every, the past couple of years, every year, cozy gets a little bit more popular. And this year seems to be... Uh, you know, it's it's highest yet. People are, I, I just see it in a lot of people's wheelhouses. I see it in uh, 
highlighted in, in a lot of the books that we get pitched. Um, also, a lot of octopus books for some reason. Oh, interesting. I like that. <laughs> Which is, I feel like there's at least three octopus books this year. Like really? That are kind of big books. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, who knows? Maybe we got to combine them all. And like, there's a mom who <laughs> has a cozy adventure with an octopus. I love um, that. And, and personally, uh, I've been definitely reading a lot more romance than I ever have, which has been a ton of fun. Mm. After looking at my best books of the year last year and realizing they were almost all horror, I have been trying so hard <laughs> to read outside the genre. Um, and for the Glassers, it seems, looking over their their picks, it seems like they're holding steady. Glassers generally like diverse, queer genre books, mm-hmm. especially ones that are unique or spooky or both. Mm-hmm. That's like... Definitely. And we have a lot of glassers that are not into that for sure. But I think that that is the that is the core uh, of, of, of the glasser community. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So now on to our picks for best books of the year so far for 2023. Um, we have some shared picks. We have three of them and not a single one should be a surprise to anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to tell everyone what the first one is? Uh, the first one is Quietly Hostile by Samantha Irby. Very no funny surprise. essay book uh, full of, you know, her insightful, funny, personal essays. Everything from, you know, um, uh, taking care of a dog to diarrhea to sex in the city. <laughs> like, you can have, you have it all. It's Samantha Irby. It made me really giggle. I super, we both really enjoyed this one. What about the next one? Oh, I was just going to say, I put it, I feel like reading a Samantha Irby book is like putting on a pair of sweatpants, but in like the best way. Sure, like, cozy sweatpants, yeah. Just as soon as I, I started reading the book and just even the first essay, I was like, oh, you just feel so like comforted and comfortable. Like the first essay is about how like it's almost such a radical act now to just say that you like something. Oh, yeah. And uh-huh. I think about that essay all the time. And I was mm. just like, yeah, man, that is fucking awesome. Um, oh, I love this book. And then the second one should not be a surprise. This has been my favorite book of the year since last year. <laughs> it is because I read this last September to blurb it. It is how to how to sell a haunted house by Grady Hendrix, an author we both love. This book, it's the scariest book I read in a long time. You know, I love a haunted house book, and it felt like this book was written personally for me. It's just so fucking good. Yeah, we just did it for my book club as well, um, and it it's uh, it's got puppets, and it's mm-hmm. also got this very like at the core of it a relationship between a brother and sister that's like very tense and not going well. And there were people in my book club who were so disturbed by it. One person quit reading it because she was like, "I can't read it. It's too it's too scary." And it was actually the relationship that scared her more than the puppets. The relationship wow. was, like, very uh, triggering for her, I think. But she said, I mean, like, we all really loved it. I just, like, obviously we think Grady is just an amazing, amazing mm-hmm. author. And uh, what's you want, What's our last one? Uh, a House with Good Bones. Is it A House? Maybe you're right. Maybe it's The House with it Good is, Bones. No, it is A. Uh, a House with Good Bones uh, by T. Kingfisher, which we both really enjoyed. Yeah, I mean, you know I cannot resist the call of a haunted house book, but I just inhaled this one. And I love T. Kingfisher because she's so great at combining a very, like, deeply lovable and relatable and funny character in a situation that is really fucking weird and scary. It's just, like, such a great combo. Mm-hmm. And it, may, it like, 
because there's it's very very rare to read a book that can freak you out but also make you laugh Mm -hmm. and it's so compelling because you just root for these characters and this the the main character in house with good bones she's just so funny and uh, i i just loved it so much yeah it was was a great one all right time for our individual picks bria what is your first individual pick of the halftime show I'm going to start with the first 2023 book I read this year. And I still, wow. it's still one of my faves, which is, you know, six months in, pretty impressive. It's Lost in the Moment and Found by Sean and McGuire. It was published early January, which I think is always a hard time for books because when you get published in early January, it's like, well, people remember you. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember this one. It's a continuation of the Wayward Children series, but you don't need to read the other ones to read this one. You could just get this one. It won't be confusing. Um, this one is about a girl who goes through a doorway and ends up in a shop that's kind of in this liminal space. And you go there and you can find anything you've uh, you've lost or you need. Like people come there and they're like, oh, I lost this. I can't find this thing for my childhood or whatever. And so she kind of starts working there. But then there's some people in there who work there too. And there's some darkness behind it. And uh, the girl realizes that as things go along. But it's great. It's a great... Um, character and definitely a really great setting uh book obviously this is a really cool place cool weird shop where you go and you find your lost things uh i loved it uh what's your first one so this is another book i knew immediately would be on my best of the year list it is white cat black dog by kelly link uh it is a collection of short story retellings of fairy tales and i think oh, about I it i didn't realize that i didn't realize it was a retelling time oh and I, Bria, I really think you'd like it. There's one sci-fi story in there that I just think would really stick with you. But it's got, besides sci-fi, it's also got like fantasy and horror and fairy tales, you know, all mixed into the same collection. It's just so fucking brilliant and weird and unique. And there's a story about a werewolf in there that I just think about constantly. And Kelly Link is just, there's just nobody better in the short story game than Kelly Link as far as I'm concerned. And uh it's brilliant. I, 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 this is one that I can guarantee you will be in my, like, I would have to read so many 16 star bangers to bump this out of the spot. <laughs> like, I really think this is going to be on my, um, my best of the year list at the end of the year. Uh, what is your next pick? Uh, now I'm going to do like one of the most recent books that I've read that came out. Uh, it's Nice Edge uh, by Liz Karen. Um, Liz is coming on the show soon. I'm also co-hosting her book release on uh, July 1st at Skylight. Uh, but I'm coasting because I love the book. It just came out. It's about a young woman whose mother is a vampire. And it it kind of is about this young woman coming of age. I like a little bit of an older age. Um, she realizes that this is like an unhealthy relationship she has with her mother. Uh, and she has to figure out who she is. If she wants to keep doing things like she has been like giving her mother blood every night. Um, who And her mother is like mo- emotionally abusive and uh, manipulative. And um, it's a really dark book, but I really liked it. I I just went in not knowing what to expect. Um, I think I was expecting something a little bit more YA, and um, it was a lot darker than that. So just check those uh, content warnings on this one. Um, and uh, But yeah, love, loved it. What is your next one? Uh, so my next pick is Monstrilio by Gerardo Simano Cordova. Uh, this book is just so weird, and I really fucking loved it. Everything about it is unusual from, like, the plot of the book to the structure of the book. Uh, it is about a couple and they are living in Mexico and then their son dies. And that's not a spoiler. Um, the mother ends up taking a piece of their dead son's lung and she starts feeding it until it becomes a strange little creature. And shit just gets continuously more crazy from there. And I just could not stop reading it. 
I really just loved it. And also, I for, I think I forgot to mention when um, I talked about it while I was reading it is that this is a very queer book. Every mm-hmm. single character in this mm-hmm. book is queer in some way. And it's just so strange and dark, but very fun and just very compelling. And um, I was just really... Uh, uh, I, taken taken aback by it. I, I had never read it. I think this is the author's debut book and I was so impressed. This is so good. Um, all right. So before we announce more of our 2023 favorite books so far, we're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is sponsored in part this week by Earth Breeze. You know how when you're doing laundry, you go and you get those giant jugs of detergent? Did you know that you don't have to do that? There's a better way to do laundry, and Earth Breeze is here to help. Earth Breeze, they have these laundry detergent eco sheets. They look like dryer sheets, but they're not. They come this very earth-friendly package. It's very small. You open it up. There's little laundry sheets in there, and they're detergent. And you just put them right where you would normally put the detergent. I'm literally doing laundry right now with Earth Breeze. It's less detergent. It is, you don't have those giant jugs that are, first of all, hard to carry. Second of all, bad for the environment. You just toss the sheet in. It's amazing. You don't have to measure. You know, I was just doing laundry. I was doing a lighter load. I cut the little sheet in half. I didn't cut it. I'd tear it. It's very easy to use. It's biodegradable. It's plastic-free. It's great for all laundry lifestyles. I got one for sensitive skin because I have a little bit of a sensitive skin, and it works great. It smells great. You still get a powerful clean, but it fights stains, it fights odors, and it works just like the laundry detergent that you've been using. But hey, this one doesn't destroy the environment. I am just really enjoying it. I do not see myself going back. I think that this is a much better way to do laundry. I'm not carrying these giant jugs up and down my stairs. I don't, I'm not thinking about how they're going to end up in the ocean somewhere. Instead, I have these little laundry sheets, and then it's done. This is great. You can switch from your old-fashioned goo, which is really what that is, right? Switch from the old-fashioned goo to something new. Right now, our listeners can subscribe to EarthBreeze and save 40%. Go to earthbreeze.com slash glasses to get started. That's earthbreeze.com slash glasses for 40% off. earthbreeze.com slash glasses. Glasses. Jay Keith, do you know what I love more than the trivia, comedy, and celebrity guests on our podcast, Go Fact Yourself? No, what, Helen? Sharing all of those things with an actual audience. A live audience. Woohoo! Well, lucky for you listeners, Go Fact Yourself has brand new episodes featuring live audiences cheering on guests every month. And we still have all of our Zoom episodes with contestants and experts from around the world. We can truly have it all. Yay! You can hear it all twice a month, every month, on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. Yeah, no excuses. So if you're not listening, you can go fact yourself. Okay, we are back with more of our favorite 2023 releases that have been published from January to June. Bria, what is your next pick? Um, okay, I just read this one. I was blown away. 
It's Nothing But the Rain by Naomi Salmon. Um, uh, do I just like novellas now? Who knows? I don't know. But this book is a novella. It's apocalyptic. It's set in a town where the rain takes away your memories. Um, and it's basically always raining. So when you go outside and you get wet, it you don't know what's happening. So it starts with a woman in her house trying to remember what she doesn't remember, trying to remember where she last was. As she's been there, who knows how long. She's written all over the walls. And she's now writing this diary, which is what we're reading. Um, and it's actually very suspenseful because you're like, oh, what can happen in this book? It's just a woman alone in her house trying to remember stuff. But um, it's really great world building and a lot of shit happens. And it's this really fast moving book. It's a it's a novella or like maybe even shorter. It's very short, but I loved this. I thought it was amazing. Uh, can't recommend it enough. Um, what is your next one? Wow, yeah, I have not seen that on a lot of lists. Maybe because it's, it's a novella? I know, and I think it literally like just came out um nothing but the rain and it, yeah and it is also it's a novella or let me tell you how many pages it is um it's only 96 pages is that even a novella yeah it's a novella um yeah because it came out in march um but yeah probably because it's a novella it's not getting as much love but it's awesome if you love sci-fi if you love dystopian ooh, what a good book um, well, for my next pick, I got to agree with the Glassers and really just about everyone. I think this is probably one of the buzziest books of the year. Maybe yeah, the I need buzziest. To read it. Um, and it's buzzy for a reason. It's Yellowface by R.F. Kuang. Uh, it's just such a fucking brilliant book. It is hilarious and it is horrifying and it is a wild read. Like it is a, truly a roller coaster of a book that you like kind of want to get off because it's a little bit horrifying, but you're having a lot of fun. Like I just could not put it down. You know, if you like unreliable narrators and books about books and publishing, you have to read it. I've already talked about it on the show, but it's like, it, it's such an interesting experience to read because again, I've never read a book where you're hoping that something bad happens to the main character <laughs> so badly. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, I, it, it's so impressive. That is really like the understatement of the year, but uh, oh, yeah, read it. Yeah. It's fantastic. I uh, read what it. is your I next really, one? I need to read it. Uh, my next one is Ascension by Nicholas Binge. Um, I could not put this book down. Basically what happens is a mountain appears in the middle of the Pacific Ocean and a group is sent to discover why or like maybe has it been there for a long time? No one knows. And it's told through letters. A scientist is writing his niece. Again, great setting, obviously. Um, but you also get into his backstory and things he like never told his family. And it just blew me away. I wasn't expecting it um, to be so interesting and so weird and like, uh, it just was, yeah, it's just a very fun, weird science fiction book uh, that I could not put down. Uh, what is your next one? My next pick is The Foxglove King by Hannah Witten. Man, I am so grateful that Lauren told me about that goth uh, version of the book that Orbit was doing with Barnes & Noble because I bought that and, oh, it is a sexy book. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> both in its physical object and in its contents. Uh, I have been trying to read more uh, romance and fantasy this year. I actually heard the uh, the hosts of the Book Riot podcast call it romanticy. And oh. I was like, God, I love that term. That's that's great. Seems so seems like so in the the Glasser universe that I love. So I'm calling it a romanticy. And yeah, I've been trying really hard to branch out. And this book really helped me. And uh, it just drew me right in. It's got this great mystery. And it kept me there with, it's got like really great world building and a cool magic system and the sexy romance. I keep seeing people describe it as lush. And I think that's the perfect world, uh, you know, about this woman. And she has this death magic that is illegal and this sort of like 
high fantasy world and she is a thief and a spy until she gets caught and she thinks she's going to be you know, put to death, but turns out the crown needs her illegal death magic to solve a, a mystery of why whole villages of people have been uh, found dead. And uh, she's been brought in to spy on the prince uh, with this monk and turns out the monk is sexy, but so is the prince and they kind of hate each other, but they have to all band together. And it's just like, you know, Hannah Witten is a great fucking writer. She's making me enjoy reading about a love arrow. Like my true, <laughs> like something in deep in my doghouse. But Hannah Witten is just such a great writer. And this book is so fun that I loved it. Uh, what is your next pick? Uh, I'm going to agree with the glassers on the next one. It's Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia of Fairies by Heather Fawcett. It is a mouthful of a name just a mm -hmm. very long name because i keep trying to google too it many I'm vowels like, i'm like how do you spell encyclopedia in this one because it has like an a in it uh this and is also a, this I is a name so many points in scrabble oh my god it'd be amazing um uh it's just really enjoyable it's light but not too light it's got a lady scientist it has a, a cold town it has um fairies it has a little bit of adventure a little bit of romance it's just like it's, it's a little bit of a mystery. There's like a mystery happening in the town that she's in. Uh, I just really enjoyed it. It was just such a really fun read and I could see why people are responding to it because it just has uh, kind of everything you want and it's just a really fun book. Uh, I specifically next? didn't, I bought this book, I own it, but I didn't try to read it before this episode came out because I knew that either you or the Glassers would be talking about it. So I was like, okay, I don't, I can, I just, I have to read it before the end of the year, but I know that some, that this book is going to be mentioned. So It'll be I can, covered. It'll be covered. Uh, be covered. What's your next one? Uh, my next pick is House of Secrets by Diana Biller. Um, and so I found out, I got this book early because I uh, did the book launch for it, uh, The Rip Bodice in LA. Uh, and man, this just, this really is the year of romance for me. And I think historical romance is in my wheelhouse. I just love this book. I was so lucky and felt so happy that I got to do the event for it. And it was so fun. I just love the main character so much. She's this business lady in Vienna in the 1800s trying to run this like really uh, this, this gorgeous hotel that has seen better days or like, you know, the great like the um, uh, glory days of this hotel are behind it. And she's trying to like restore it. Um, and she has fun, you know, just sleeping with people and running her to hotel until this American spy that's very sexy comes and gets involved in this mystery that's happening in Vienna. And so there's a lot of like fun intrigue. Uh, it's just a fucking blast. And I cannot recommend it enough for romance fans. Like I loved the setting so much, you know, this like sort of like faded glamorous hotel in Vienna and like uh, Diana does such a great job of pulling in a lot of historical bits and um, just like details that make really bring it to life. And I have thought about it a lot. And um, man, I just ugh, so fucking good. All right. What is your last pick? My last pick is um, a book. I forgot. I read it early. So I forgot that it came out in this last six months. So now I'm really happy that I realized that because uh, I for some reason I thought it came out in July. Anyway, it's um, Chain Gang, Gang All Stars by Nana Kwame Ajay Brunya. It is about uh, it, it just is it's dystopian. It, it is all about the private prison system. But in this like, I mean, further future way in which these uh, private prison systems make the people can fight each other to the death. And if you survive a certain amount of time, you get out. Um, and it's this relationship between these two uh, main um, 
women who um, are on the same team. And, like, it's just a really, like, look, it's a obviously a very violent book. It's a very dark book, but I feel like it's a very, like, not too distant future if we're not careful book. Um, and there's, like, so much in it that it's just sort of a takedown of not only private prison systems, but the way we experience entertainment and, you know, capitalism run amok. But it's also just really well written. Like, I think um, he's just an author that um, I loved his short story book, Friday Black. And so this was really exciting when this was coming out. I think it was on one my, like, books I was looking forward to. Was it? Yes. I think it was. And you know what? I was looking forward to it. And then I did <laughs> like it. <laughs> it was all the things. Um, and I feel, I feel like, uh, yeah, I can definitely, like, recommend it to anyone. Uh, what is your last one? So my last pick, oh, it squeaked in right under the wire. It's literally <laughs> blank in the document that we're it reading is. off of right now. It says now my last pick is, and it's a blank while I'm ready to see what it is. Because <laughs> I've been frantically reading so much this past week. I, I've been very tired. Uh, but it is, I, I heard everyone was talking about Venko, but I got to talk about Cherie Demaline's other book that just came out, came out in April. It's her YA book. It's called Funeral Songs for Dying Girls. Oh yeah. And I that. feel like. I'm order it right now. I totally oh, forgot about it. Yeah. Oh, God. I, I feel like every single year there is one weird book that I don't see anybody else talk about, but it blows me away and I become like the weird one woman street team for it. And I think this book is the one. I have not heard anybody talk about it. Maybe because, you know, Venko all, like all came out around the same time and people were paying attention to that. But God, I love this fucking book. Uh, it is about this teen girl and her and her father live in a cemetery because he runs the um, crematorium. Uh, he, he runs the crematorium um, and... Her mother passed away when uh, when she was born, and her mother is buried in the cemetery. So the cemetery means a lot to her. In that, like her father is very emotionally distant, but he's trying really hard. And they live in a house that's pretty run down, but she loves it. Like she literally sleeps in the attic in a hammock. Like you know, it's one of those situations where if you're looking at it from the outside, it looks like they're not doing great, but she's actually very happy. Uh, but turns out that the cemetery is doing so badly that. Uh, the, by the end of the summer, they're um, going to get kicked out and the whole thing is going to be shut down. And they're both, her father and her both devastated because her mother is buried there and she loves living there because it feels like she's close to her mom. So she's like, we can't let this, um, we can't let this, the cemetery close. So uh, she figures out that uh, her, she likes to wander around the cemetery and uh, she, sets up a con where she pretends to be a ghost and she lets herself be seen like be sighted and so people start thinking there's a ghost of a girl in the cemetery and uh they start making money because people like the cemetery starts offered offering paid ghost tours to walk around the cemetery so she's really excited she's like all right we're gonna make tons of money we don't have to leave and then she sees a real ghost of a oh, real no. teenage girl, a real teenage girl ghost who lives in the cemetery and it makes her rethink a lot of things. And just the writing in this fucking blew me away. Hmm. Like there are definitely like I don't highlight books, but there are like even within the first like three chapters, there were like nine lines that I wanted to highlight. Like I I just was so floored by this book. And it like it's, you know, it's very much in my wheelhouse. It's very weird and spooky and stuff. But I think if you were a person who was like a sad, spooky teen, this is the book for you for sure. And oh my God, I just love it. 
so that's all right. Those are our picks. Yes. Those are our favorite books of the year so far. We don't know if these are going to be in our best books of the year at the end of the year, but this is where we're, we're at so far. And now, because we're both real busy right now, Bria's making a movie. I'm making a book. There are some I'm not books. making a movie. What am I doing? Well, you shot a short. Oh, I am shooting a short. Yeah. So you're making a movie. Okay. Yeah. It's true. Uh, we're both real busy right now. So there's a few books that we didn't get to. What, Bria, are some books that you suspect would have been on this list had you read them in time? Well, I'm mid-read on this adventures, the adventures of uh, Amina Al-Sarafi, and I'm liking it. It's adventurous. It could definitely have ended up on my list if I had actually made it through. So that would definitely be one. Uh, what What about yours? What, what uh, have you missed? So it's got to be the new Megan Abbott book. Like, I specifically oh, did. Oh, I thought I assumed you would have read that right away. Uh, you know what? That's a good assumption because normally, like, a Megan Abbott book is a fucking event for me. And, like, as soon as it arrives, I drop everything and start reading it. But the I didn't pick it up the second it, it arrived because I can almost guarantee you I'm going to, A, love it, and B, it's going to be on my top books of the year. Mm. And so I was like, all right, I will. I need to get to read some other 2023 releases that I don't don't know if they're going to be on the list or not. Um, you know, I, I just, I love Megan Abbott. She's one of my favorite authors. Her female-driven thrillers are like one-sitting reads for me. I'm very excited about this book. It is about a woman and her husband, and she is pregnant, and they decide to go on like a vacate, like a, like a retreat to her uh, husband's family's house and uh, things start getting real weird and she doesn't know if she's allowed to leave. And that's all I know. That's all I need to know. I mean, I really don't need to know any of the plot for Megan Abbott books, um, but I know it's just going to be another super, super tense, intimate female driven thriller. And I am here for it and I cannot wait to read it. Uh, what is your next one? Oh, I'm excited about that one. I'm excited about that hot dog book. <laughs> that is Raw Dog by Jamie Loftus. Someone was reading it. We did our um, member Zoom uh, a couple weeks ago, and someone was reading it, and I was like, oh, right, the hot dog book. Um, mm-hmm. Jamie Loftus, she's a guest on a podcast that I listen to a lot called You're Wrong About, and it's just a whole book about, like, hot dogs? I don't know what it is. I got to read it. I This is going to—I'm very excited about it. Uh, I, I actually—it's on my Kindle now waiting for me, uh, so I'm, I'm super stoked about that one. Uh, what else are you excited about? Uh, I gotta say, so I saw, I met, got to meet Jamie on the cruise that I went on in March. Oh. And I saw her and I was like, hey, you wrote, you wrote that hot dog book, didn't you? Yeah. And she's like, oh my God, yes. And I, I love it because we follow each other on social media and I, a lot of people, she's getting a lot of one-star reviews at first because it's like a, a history of hot dogs. But, you know, Jamie is a very progressive person so it's told from a very you know liberal progressive inclusive point of view and people were really mad about it like very conservative hot dog fans read Ah. the book and are really pissed that's honestly great and yeah i love that that's that's i know i was like wow this uh, just is extra points for the book conservative Um, hot dog fans that's funny well i mean hot everyone likes a hot dog so Mm. Mm. the, the great american food um my last pick is a book that I'm really bummed out I didn't get to, but um, it's House of Cotton by Monica Brashears. Uh, we talked about this book. I actually bought this book with you at Skylight because, um, you know, so I initially ignored this book because I thought it was about something very different. And all I knew was that it was about this like young woman and she gets into this like business arrangement where she's getting sort of taken advantage of. And I was like, I, this year I just don't have a lot of, I, I just can't read any more books about like, misogyny and assault and like bad things happening to women. I put down a lot of books where stuff like that happens. But then 
I realized what it was really about. It's about a woman who gets hired to be a corpse model at a funeral yeah. home. Yeah. And I literally went out and like, I heard it that morning. And when we were at Skylight for an event, I went and bought it because I was just like, oh my God, now, now I have to read it. Now it might be one of my best of the year. And it just seems like so up my alley that I have a suspicion that it's going to be one of my favorites of the year. I am very excited to read it. I'm very bummed out that I did not get to it, but oh, I'm so, I'm so pumped. I was like, a corpse, a corpse model. <laughs> Gotta have it. Gotta have it. Funeral homes, very into it. Uh, that, and if it, it is my favorite of the year, it'll end up being my second funeral home book <laughs> maybe that'll be my big uh 2023 uh that's your theme um theme and uh again remember folks so we're about to release our most anticipated books episode for july august and september for our members uh it's a bonus episode for our um maximum fun classers only you can sign up at maximum fun dot org slash join if you want access um but i don't think any uh, there are a few, a little bit of surprises, but this seems like a, most of this book, this list checks out for me. You for sure. Mm-hmm. As always, want to thank the wonderful mods who run our Facebook group. And remember, if you want to show off your bookishness, maybe look hot for a bookish date, you can buy all kinds of cool stuff over at our Void Merch store. There's sweatshirts, there's tank tops, there's t-shirts. Maybe it's summer and you want to, and you need some tank tops because it's getting hot. Get a reading glasses one. There's so mm-hmm. many. They're really cute. We see people posting pictures of themselves in them on our Instagram and in the Slack, and they're just great. We, Man, you look so good. Uh, there's a link in the show notes for that. And if you like the show, folks, oh, we are so close to 1,500 on Apple Podcasts. I can almost taste that, that sopapilla. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining that it just tastes like fried dough. It does. Yeah, that's right. But maybe a little crispier. But I won't know until you... Take a minute, get on your phone, use the mobile app for the Apple Podcasts uh, program, put a five-star review in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, five, you know, the rating is nice, but you can even take 30 seconds and write a little nice thing about the show. It's great for us, helps us reach more listeners, and gets me eating a sopapilla. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at Reading G Podcast, on Instagram at Reading Glasses Podcast. Thanks for listening, and thanks for thanks reading. Thanks for reading. Thanks for reading.